Today's episode is sponsored by NewAmsterdam.com. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. Use promo code 3PLAY and get three signature notebook ones for only $20. That's T-H-R-E-E-P-L-A-Y. This and more are available exclusively at knewamsterdam.com. Newamsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. Which means you have to talk into it. Oh, you're ready for me to talk now? Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Sound check. Yay. Check one, two, check one, two, and hit it. I'm totally leaving that in there. <laughs> Welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly pod. <laughs> did I mess up? Just the weekly podcast. It's just a random podcast. Welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly true crime podcast with Aaron Plyme. And David Plyme. <laughs> where we prove. That you don't have to know a lot about the criminal justice system to enjoy a real good true crime. <laughs> kind of close. Oh, darn it. You were so proud of yourself. (laughs) I tried hard. (laughs) So, hi. I'd ask you how your day was, but we live together. Yeah, you know, it was exactly how you saw it was. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jordan gave me a message. She said that she is too emotionally exhausted, I think is what she said, to, to be on this week. So... She's had a really bad week, which she may or may not want to share. Um, And (laughs) the cat is so confused. Um, And so you get to be on the podcast this week. I know. know. You know, I felt like, uh, you know, one of those talk shows or on a sitcom or something where they're like, hey, long time listener, first time caller or something. So (laughs) I'm like, long time guy in the background making faces, first time guy on the mic. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So every time we record an episode, Kit Kat climbs up in Jordan's lap and gets pets, and Jordan is not in that chair today, and she's very confused, but yeah. she seems to think you're an acceptable substitute, so... Yeah, well, you know, the other days of the week, I'm usually her go-to anyway, so... Sure, she's sure. Right. Well, only if Jordan is not around. So, you're adorable because you were so excited that you researched a couple of stories. I did. And you have them, and you even wrote notes. Oh my gosh! I did, but I thought you told me I was only going to do one of mine. So yeah, I have, I have two. I know. So that's okay. I, I, get to I do only two. have one. I'm not prepared with the second. Fail. Maybe another day. Okay. Well, then you'll just have to be on again. Oh, all right. <laughs> Maybe next time it could be like three of us. <laughs> we could actually have Jordan here too. It's always a little weird. Actually, is it always a little weird? Have I ever done an episode without her? No, there was one episode where we were without her, I was without her, and Mike was here, right. but she was actually also here. She just was not she just on the mic. She just wasn't on a mic, because she was planning on being out of town, and then she ended up, or like, had an appointment, something, and then she ended up being here. Anyway. So yeah, this is the first time that I have ever recorded an episode, and she has not been in the house. I know. Well, I'll have to try to stay out of trouble. 
Uh, okay. That's the only thing I can think of is like she would be here like monitoring Mike. So right, I right. Feel like she just should to be make here monitoring sure. me, but she's got to protect her brand. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'll just, have to, just have to behave. So okay, so you know the format because even though you have never listened to an episode of my podcast, you are here for most of the recordings. So right. I mean, I've listened peripherally. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm always in the background and, and making faces. Right, right. The uh, edited version is slightly different than the version that you get to hear. Yeah. <laughs> For one thing, there's music. Oh. Yeah. That'll be awesome. <laughs> I like music. Also, whenever we sound stupid, I cut it out. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, half the time I'm talking? Is that. Oh, I thought you were going to say half the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. I was going to throw something at you. No, no, no. Gee. All right. So, but you know the format? Basically, I am going to, actually, you have to share. No, I have to share first. I have two stories. It's cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to share a story and then you're going to share a story and then I'm going to share a story Right. and then we're going to do shout outs and I have a shout out. Oh, all right. Fantastic. And then that's it. Then we're going to (laughs) go and since it's really late, we're going to go to bed if our kids fall asleep. Sounds like a plan. It's like 9.30 at night, and they are definitely awake up there. Right, which is, uh, which is bad. I, you know, for any parents out there, you can uh, commiserate. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's going to a bad morning, but that'll be okay. yelled at Sophie and made her cry multiple times and taken her pacifier away and, and her given token. her pacifier back, and now we've taken Tobin away. Yeah. Yep, it's tragic, which also means we can't go to bed until she goes to bed because he's in our bed. Right. And and the reason, of course, is, and it's not really their fault. I can't blame them. I've been telling you for a week this was going to happen. Yeah. I know. I know. We're, we're getting carpets tomorrow. And so we had to basically take apart their whole room, yeah. including their bunk beds. So they have mattresses that are on the floor. And that's, you know, a and whole different situation. And your mom taught them that if mattresses are on the floor, they are there to be trampolines. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, I know what I was going to say about that. By the way, if anybody here is getting carpeting from Lowe's, you should know when they say that their installers will move furniture for free, what they mean is they will move beds with nothing on them as long as they are not bunk beds and dressers. They will not move anything else, any other furniture. They figure it doesn't belong in a bedroom and it doesn't count. Right, right. Like a shelf for toys or a toy chest. Nope. You you can't have those. They don't nope. exist. They won't in a move them. Lowe's bedroom. Desks. Yeah, nope. That doesn't desk. exist. Oh, also they told me if there were any mirrors on any of the dressers, we had to disassemble and move the mirrors out of the room. Right. And, and you have to strip the bed. And I I suppose it's halfway reasonable from their perspective because if their guys are just moving a bunch of stuff around and anything breaks. Sure, then but we would call them liable, and so they just don't want that. So the mirror, fine. I totally get the right. mirror. But, but a, seriously, you know, they can't a move bookshelf. a bookshelf yeah. in a bedroom. That seems like a reasonable place to have a bookshelf. What if it was an office? Mm-hmm. I would have had to move all that all that furniture. Uh, well, that's okay, but your mm-hmm. office has hardwood. Yes, it does. This guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are pretty awesome. All right, so I'm ready to tell you a story. And look, you can see it real fast. You ready? Oh, I saw it. It's pretty. Isn't it pretty? It's color-coded. Mm-hmm. Mine's, yep. mine's not, but it's okay. It's not so much color-coded as um, it has pretty little frames, and inside of each frame, there's a different color. I see. Okay, but. I'm ready. I'm ready for a story. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm going to tell you the story, and I should have told you this off the air. 
you're going to have a specific reaction to this story. You're going to go, oh, that sounds just like, but you're not allowed to say it out loud. Okay. 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 All right. I hope my mom's listening. Here we go. Oh, that (laughs) sounds just like. I'm going to throw something at him. I really am. Any second now. Or you'll edit it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so Dr. Robert Bierenbaum uh-huh. is the okay. name of my bad guy. It's a I pretty awesome name, name, though. It yeah. is kind of an awesome name. Um, okay, so this story starts in 1985, also known as the year my sister was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was July 7th, so she was a couple months old by then. Um, his wife, Gail Katz Bierenbaum, disappears. On July 7th sometime. Now, what's important to know is that they had a fight. Um, they actually had had a bunch of fights. And there was a lot of suspicion, but no police reports of abuse. Oh, no. Um, and he had definitely threatened on at least one occasion to kill her. And her therapist had told her she needed to leave or he would kill her. That it was a very dangerous situation. It had been escalating for some time. She was in a lot of danger and she needed to get out. Yeah. Really bad things, right? Yeah. I think if your therapist is telling you to get out, that's a pretty sure sign. Right. Because usually they try to like fix things. Yeah. No. He was like, you got it. You got to go. And so she disappears. Um. Something else happens that day after she disappears, but I'll tell you about that later. The next day, July 8th, Bierenbaum goes to the police station and he files a missing persons report. So it's been a full day. His wife has disappeared. And uh, he does actually eventually get some criticism for having waited a full day to make the report, which only kind of makes sense. Um because on the one hand, she's an adult, and if you're missing for less than 24 hours and you're an adult, like, that's not that big of a deal. But he right. admits to the police when he files the report that they had had a fight, and he says that she went to Central Park to cool off. Okay. That she took a walk out there to cool off after their fight and never came back. And so that's why they thought that it was suspicious that he didn't, you know, call later when he couldn't get in touch with her and she never came back and she was out on her own in Central Park and didn't take any of her stuff with her and right so it is a little bit suspicious um I mean it could be that she wanted to take a walk but at the same time then when you don't come back in like an hour or two or five or six or ten or twelve right then you start trying to get in touch or something something and I mean it's not like there was a cell phone But at the same time, I think it's pretty reasonable, especially in the days when there weren't cell phones, that if somebody's not back after a five-hour walk, that you get worried. Like, at the very least, something bad, you know, she's gotten hurt or, I don't know, run over by a car or, like, something has happened, right? Right. And the police can contact hospitals. Right, right. So... Anyway, July 10th. So the police go to Central Park and they search and they don't find anything. So July 10th, now she's been missing for three days. Um, Bierenbaum makes his one and only follow-up call to the police offices to ask if they had found anything, if they knew anything, if there had been any word on his wife. That's the only time he ever contacts them for information. It, that sounds more like the, have you guys figured anything out about me phone call? Right. Yeah. I need to <laughs> insert myself into this invest- investigation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 10 years go by. 
no one has ever found his wife. Um, they haven't found a body. She hasn't come forward. No, whatever. She's been assumed dead or pres- presumed dead by this point. Um, and so Bierenbaum moves to North Dakota. He actually, so they, he started in New York, right? Central Park. Um, he actually moved, I think, to New Hampshire at one point. Um to work at a, a school okay um but that was just by himself so now 10 years have gone by he moves to north dakota with his new wife janet so he's mm-hmm. married again um janet creepily looks exactly like gail Oh. Not like looks exactly like her, so maybe they're the same person, but looks exactly like her. Like he went out and found another person that looked just like his wife and chose to marry that person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely as a type. <laughs> I just got fussed at that I had to be closer to the mic. I'm sorry, everybody. Well, he just keeps moving it further and further and further away. Your squiggles get smaller and smaller and smaller. I wasn't commenting. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, it's two years after that that prosecutors reopen the case and they don't have a body. Like they still have pretty much the same amount of evidence that they had when the wife disappeared and when they failed to find her. Um, it's probably a new set of prosecutors at this point. Anyway, right. uh, 1999, they managed to get. An, an indictment against him and they bring him to trial the trial goes on until 2000 when he is convicted and sentenced to life in prison what what caused them to reopen the investigation after 10 years it's a cold case you sort of it's a very cold unless case. you get new stuff something. don't you something not? right but i guess that's what they indicted him on they had to get something new right so the evidence that really kind of and when they convicted him like it was a it was a sure thing like nobody was the jury wasn't split it wasn't so Mm -hmm. the jury found the evidence and I guess the grand jury before that found the evidence um even though it was all circumstantial it was convincing enough that they were willing to bring him to trial and convict him but as far as I know there wasn't anything new um, that that they found. But here is what, or maybe, uh, let me take that back. That's not exactly true. Uh, there wasn't any new physical evidence that they found. Okay. The one thing that was very, very suspicious that played a big part in his conviction is that on July 7th, he took a two-hour flight. So he was a pilot as well as a doctor. And he owned his own small plane. And he took a two-hour flight over the Atlantic Ocean all by himself. Uh Or all by himself with his wife's body. Right, probably in pieces. Yeah. Yeah, then came back home, then waited till the next day, and then... Then said she was missing. Said she was missing, didn't care about anything. So, So, So I'm convinced, but... Like, that was enough to convince a, a whole jury and... That and a history of physical abuse and marrying the new wife. The new wife did not show up to the trial. Mm. And um, just his overall suspicious behavior and lack of concern and, yeah. Right. Um, I mean, I get it. I feel like there should have been some more hard evidence... Agreed. Uh, ...for this whole case, but... 
Agreed. At the same time, I don't know what what that necessarily would have been. Probably the police in 1985 should have really searched the home better and should have... Looked for blood spatter or... or Investigated the plane. I mean, something. There had to be something that they could have done. Um, And the theory is that he dismembered her and that made it easier for him to take her up into the plane and it made him it easier like carry her mm-hmm. transport her and it made it easier for him to get rid of her body in such a way that it would be eaten before it was found or it would you know sink or decay or whatever right. before it was found um although really if you have the whole ocean and you're in a plane right that not, was sort of dexter's whole thing right yeah, yeah yeah i never finished watching that no, I mean, I just know he was throwing the bodies in, in the ocean at yeah. one point in time. Yeah, he had a boat. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty convinced, but a big part of why I'm convinced is because the jury convicted him. And I realize that is a really imperfect system. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I hope uh, that they had enough circumstantial evidence. Apparently, there was a witness that said that they had seen him around that time or whatever. He couldn't have done it. It was like an alibi witness. Um, and they still felt like the witness was lying and he did it. Wow. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm suspicious and I'm probably mostly convinced. But. Right. I would have wanted something more than. Right. Just a circumstantial sort of. Right. Story that the prosecutor made up with no hard evidence and nothing tangible to back it up. Right. There definitely was no physical evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If I were him, my first thing, I would have had my defense attorney say, well, you know, yeah, he took a, a two-hour flight. Maybe his wife came home during that time and collected her things and left, and that's why we never found a body. Like, Right, or a lot of other things, or he took a two-hour flight because they were having a fight and that was his His, his way walk. of cooling off. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah. Mm. Okay. So, that is Dr. Robert Bierenbaum. Wow. It is a pretty cool name, though. Yeah. Um, I guess he's still in jail. It's been almost 20 years. Wow. Because he's in prison. All right. Tell Ooh, me a story. I'm ready for my story. Okay, I'm now, ready. My story does focus a bit more on the aftermath than what actually happened during the crime, which I know is, is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, But... uh. It's pretty funny. It's funny. It's it's pretty funny. I I, I was right. searching for a crime involving a dog. Right. And uh, I saw this and I thought it was a little bit better. Okay, yeah. I'm ready. So uh, apparently after this was finished in 2017, in Louisiana, uh-huh. it is true that the accused is not entitled to a canine lawyer. That's ultimately what happened. Wait. <laughs> what? The accused, uh-huh. when being interrogated by police, is not entitled to a canine lawyer. What is a canine <laughs> lawyer? So let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> so this is a story Service about... Service animals um, gone too uh, far. <laughs> Warren DeMesme. Okay. Um, who was 22 uh, at the time that this occurred in October of 2015. Mm-hmm. And he was accused by... Two young girls, uh, juveniles, of assault and rape. Oh, my God. So, um, Well, he's not entitled to any lawyer. Well, he is, well, but he shouldn't right. be. Right. 
Um, and the police had pulled him in to interrogate him uh, one time, really to not much avail or anything. Mm-hmm. And then they pulled him in a second time to interrogate him. Um, and he was denying the claims, uh, denying the accusations, getting frustrated with the police, etc., uh, etc. Et and then at one point in time, he said, and I quote for him, This is how I feel. If y'all think I did it, I know that I didn't do it. So why don't y'all just give me a l- lawyer dog? Because this is not what's up. Wait, 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 wait. Was this a misunderstanding? So he said, uh, just give me a lawyer dog. Uh-huh. Did he say lawyer D-O-G or like D-A-W-G? Because uh-huh. I believe he meant lawyer comma D-A-W-G. Right. However, however, the police officers uh, continued to interrogate him. Because they believed, or at least they said they, said believed, they believed, he was asking for a lawyer dog or canine lawyer. <laughs> Which is not oh, cause is for them not, to stop questioning him. Not really that funny because, like, it's funny because he's a bad dude, obviously, right. and serves him right. But it's not funny because... That's shady. Yeah, yeah. But apparently asking for a lawyer dog is is, uh, ambiguous (laughs) in the eyes of the police officers and the court. So, um, but anyway, they they continued (laughs) to interrogate him. um, And eventually he he, uh, admits to the crimes and gives a confession, etc. Was this taped? Yes, yes. So they have all the quotes. I mean, it was 2015, okay. so... Well I, just, well, I just sort of... Like, if they claim they thought he was talking about a dog who went to law school... Right. What I mean, point did they, like... The cameras broke and they beat him and then, oh my God, he just spontaneously confessed. Uh, I don't... I mean, I don't know if that uh, if that occurred. I assume not, but... Um, that's just my assumption, but... right. Um, yeah, so, so evidently he, he did admit to it eventually. Um, and, and so that's sort of the end of that. Uh, he, he was sitting in jail waiting trials, etc. Uh, and so then his public defender, uh, <laughs> was like, oh, a, wait up. <laughs> yeah. A Derwin Bunton, uh, filed a motion to suppress, um, his confession. Demesme's statements and confession, right? As he should. Mm-hmm. Um, Bunton says uh, that he did invoke his rights unequivocally and unambiguously. Okay, at least unequivocally. That's, that's the assertion sure. by the uh, by the uh, attorney, public defender. However, uh-huh. the Orleans Parish Assistant District Attorney uh, Kyle Daly said in response to that brief that a reference to a lawyer does not constitute an unambiguous uh, invocation of rights. So the district attorney says <laughs> asking for a lawyer dog doesn't count. Doesn't count. Um, uh, and, and he says, and here's his quote, uh, a reasonable officer under the circumstances would have understood that the, that the defendant only might be invoking his right to counsel. Okay. Um. <laughs> right. But no, that's, I'm sorry. This that's is apparently not, not strong okay. enough. Yeah. Uh, so the motion to suppress 
uh, was actually rejected at that point in time by oh the God, trial the judge court. Bought it, and then the motion to suppress was rejected by the appeals court after that. So then uh, the public defender Bunton, the lawyer, brings his motion up to the Supreme Court. As he should. Yeah, so this is about November, or about, I think it's the end of October uh, 2017. Uh, uh-huh. So it's been about two years that this guy's been sitting in jail, waiting his trial and doing his appeals, etc. Uh, so in November 2017, uh, Bunton takes the uh, this motion to suppress up to the Supreme Court mm-hmm. in uh, Louisiana, the we- Louisiana Supreme Court. And they also deny the motion to suppress his confession. So, I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keep uh, going. it it ends with uh, the the Louisiana Associate Supreme Court Justice uh, Scott Crichton, mm-hmm. um, and he ruled that if a suspect makes a reference to an attorney that is ambiguous or equivocal the cessation of questioning is not required. So that's his quote. Okay, but you could only be slightly more clear. Yeah. Uh, He concludes, the the Supreme Court Justice concludes, uh, in my view, the defendant's ambiguous and equivocal reference to a lawyer dog does not constitute an invocation of counsel that warrants termination of the interview. So that was their statement of why they completed it. Now, I am so torn about this. Presumably, they had enough evidence, and they had the wit, and the, you know, the two girls that were claiming assault. Sure. And so you know, maybe they had all this other evidence that that was that made the statement um, not really necessary. His confession not really necessary to still convict him, and so well, that if that doesn't was the case, then why matter? Why um, not not fight it? Well. But it does it does set precedent down and, yeah, and law down uh, in in Louisiana at least that you have to say I need a lawyer. Hard stop. I want my lawyer. You know something like that. It it, it um, I think part of the uh, Supreme Court justices' statements was something about uh, you know the invocation of a lawyer is a big constitutional deal. You have to be clear about it. And I think so that's yeah. why he, he wanted to vote in terms of if you're not clear about it, then, you know. But surely in that case, there is nobody who can claim ignorance. Right. Everyone knew what he wanted. How did mm-hmm. it go through so many courts? I don't know. But it went through all the courts and apparently saying, give me my lawyer, dog. <laughs> Asking for a canine lawyer does not count because that is not a constitutional right. And if that's what he maybe meant, and the police maybe interpreted it that way, that he was asking for a canine lawyer, then they don't have to uh, grant it. That seems like a dangerous precedent to set. I mean... Yes and no. I mean, I think it, it, it sets a really good precedent in saying, you have to say, I want my lawyer. Right, but that was not a super unclear request. Right. It was. I mean... It's a ridiculous thing to assume that somebody meant I want a canine <laughs> lawyer instead I, of I hey person whose name I don't know who I don't 
particularly respect, I want my lawyer. Like, it's not like he said, what would be something that would be ambiguous? Let me talk to that guy I get to talk to for free. Right. (laughs) I need to make a phone call. Like, okay, that is not directly asking for a lawyer, even if that's your intent. Right. Yeah. But But it, it does set set precedent that says now that if you want to ask for your lawyer you have to be clear yeah apparently there was no other case where this was was a deal so um and that's why it went to the supreme court and they actually made a ruling and a statement on it to say that if you want your lawyer you need to be clear about wanting your lawyer I am Which totally fine, fine with that being a rule. But I in this case, totally I think that guy probably did want his lawyer. That yeah. they <laughs> um, it by. And I think the cops knew he wanted his lawyer. As I, did I the DA, as did the judge, as mm-hmm. did the next judge, as did right. the next judge. But apparently, give me my lawyer dog <laughs> does not count because a lawyer dog or a canine lawyer is not a constitutional right. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so yeah. we have this rule on crime crazy that uh, you're not allowed to then go out and like commit a crime mm-hmm, in an effort mm-hmm. to be on next week's episode or commit a crime without even thinking about next week's episode and then somehow end up on next week's episode, which actually would be tragic if all the crime stopped, then there'd be no more crime crazy. Although I guess... No, we have years of stories to go through. It's true. It's true. Yeah. You can stop doing crimes now. However, I do have a message for any potential criminals out there. You only get to say a couple of words. It's, I need a lawyer, and then just stop. Don't say anything else. <laughs> Especially in Louisiana, at least. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> if you wow. ask for a lawyer cat, or a lawyer dog, or a lawyer yo, it could be equivocal. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So, that story. Um, yeah. But I thought it was a... It was a Fairly interesting story on dogs and law. On dogs and law. <laughs> yes, that is the truth. Uh, our daughter made me do this. Um, oh, did you hear my computer being angry? My story has disappeared. So I'm just going to have to tell it to you by, from memory. <laughs> oh, no. It's your daughter's fault. I'm going to blame her for this. Um because it was open but then we had to look at all of the cat tabs you know the tabby cat yes so there's if you don't know there's a google chrome add-on called tabby cat and basically when you open a new tab instead of it being blank or having like all the things that you normally look at or whatever other google logo or anything right it has a cat and you start out with a plain cat and then eventually you get like a hair bow or a fish in a bowl or whatever and then you can just keep collecting cats and they have stupid names or whatever. She thinks that's the best thing in the whole mm-hmm. world. And she'll climb up into my lap every time I'm working and say, I want to play with the kitties. Like you could do anything with them. All you can do is look at them and they blink. But she likes to wait till they blink and then poke them and go, wake up cat. And like stab him in the face repeatedly. <laughs> so I hope that none of the IT guys at work are listening to this. Because uh, if my computer ever ends up broken, it's probably because she stabbed right. it in Cracked the face. screen? Uh, I don't know what happened. I don't have any. It must have gotten hurt on an airplane. Right. Anyway, so that's why my tab is closed. Because apparently I was done playing with the tabby cats and closed everything. Well, and that'll it will happen. not now open. So that's a shame. Yeah. 
Anyway, I'll, I can still tell you this story because I know it took place in Florida because that's where all the dumb criminals live. <laughs> and I know that it was two sort of young adult, um, so like maybe 20s, uh, 20-something white guys mm-hmm. covered in tattoos. The article made sure to say they were covered in tattoos because right. we know that, that is the evil. mark of an evil person. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm making those tattoo appointments for like maybe this week because it's been that kind of week and it's only Monday. Um so you better get your design ready. <laughs> I see. Uh, and also, Jordan, you're going to have to watch the kids. No. Um, so anyway, these two tattooed hoodlums. Um, although, to be fair, you could see their numerous tattoos because neither of them were bothering to wear a shirt. Oh, yeah, that'll do it too. Yeah. Um, also a clear it, indicator. It was Florida. So really... So not really a we clear could, indicator. We could argue. Well, no, I was thinking because it's freaking hot. We could argue this a couple different ways. It doesn't matter. Not the point of the article. No. So what it was, uh, they were <laughs> driving <laughs> down the road in a, a Kia SUV, which really looked like mm-hmm. a minivan in the picture, mm-hmm. but whatever. And atop their car <laughs> was a traffic light pole. Which they had strapped to the roof of the car. I don't think you get to take those home. I don't know why you would. However, you got them. I don't think you get to take them home. I I also have absolutely no idea how they got this thing on the roof of the car. I'll pull up a picture and show you. Like the entire pole or just like the light? No, the pole. There's not even a light on it. It's just the pole. It's a metal one. And they're what? A hundred feet tall? Well, well, no, more like 15 or 20 usually, but... No, it was like at least 400 feet tall. <laughs> okay, probably <laughs> 400 feet tall, yeah. I think it was about 1,000 yeah. feet tall. It yeah. weighed 16 tons. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they had strapped it to the roof of their Kia. That's a tough Kia. It's a tough Kia. Must have reinforced it. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It makes me think maybe I need a Kia. Because my poor little Honda Odyssey couldn't even stand up to that fire hydrant that I hit. <laughs> <laughs> They had a whole pole strapped to there. I'm trying to think about how many other people in in the world have uh, made the statement. Kind of makes me think I need a Kia. (laughs) Nobody ever. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, Uh, the police, of course, pulled them over (laughs) because there's a 6,000 foot pole on top of their Kia and weighs as much as 14 elephants. And, um, and they see what probably that what's happening what are you doing and they were told that the pole was lying in the middle of the road uh-huh. and that these two heroic good citizens uh-huh. were moving it so that no one would hit it that is kind of them to move it all the way to their right. house right or wherever they were and, going and the officer said why didn't you just roll it the rest of the way out of the road and they had they couldn't even think of an answer. They well, just stopped talking. At that see, point, they were like, I need my lawyer cat. Right. <laughs> yes, I need my lawyer cat. Right. Um, maybe a lawyer llama. I don't know. Yes, they definitely. They asked for... I don't know, is there an animal that's really good at... Like, I need my lawyer mountain goat? I, wh- uh, owls or wise? I don't know. No, I was thinking, what climbs like 10 million foot poles? <laughs> a puma. <laughs> a puma. I need my lawyer Look. puma. Um, and... So, the 
as funny as all of this is, they were charged with grand larceny. Yeah. Because one of those poles costs $2,500. Oh, yeah. They're super expensive. Right? I mean, they weigh yeah. like 9 million tons. Yeah. Thousand foot tall metal poles. That's Right? That's like expensive. more than the moon. Especially with the new steel tariffs. Yes. But yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. More expensive. So, <laughs> so <laughs> we could collect... A lot of advice yeah, <laughs> for yeah. would-be criminals today. In um, so Brian, that I am, who, Brian is wonderful too because he's letting us record tomorrow because we had to do all the. Mm-hmm. I say we. You had to do all that deconstruction I upstairs did. today, did. <laughs> all by yourself. I feel like I just set those bedrooms up like in December. Yeah, and that's because you did. Yeah, here a couple months later, <laughs> I'm tearing them apart again, yep, sewing the carpet. Yeah. Sophie made some comment about, look how pretty my new room is or something like yeah, that. As today. I was emptying it, yeah. Yep. It is actually pretty like that. We should just... Just leave them with nothing? It, well, we have to put like a, an upside down crib on her bed or yeah. something. B- metal bars. I, I feel like maybe we could even like, I don't know, lower the roof or something. Lower the ceiling. Somehow artificially yeah. lower the ceiling. You know, just to make it even more cramped and... Like yeah. Dungeony for them. Definitely. Well, yeah. just at least for her. Empty and dungeony. The other yes. one likes to sleep. That's true. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I told her I was going to duct tape her to the bed. And she said, no. I was like, fine, then I'm just going to take your pacifier away, which was way worse. She would have preferred yeah. the duct tape. So, anyway. Um, so, our collection of advice. Oh, I was going to say that Brian. See, I just keep distracting myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brian made the comment one time that this was like Aaron and Jordan's how to commit a crime and get away with it oh, podcast yeah. no. or something like that. Yeah, apparently today not. Not not so much. Well, yeah. no, but we have learned some good lessons True. from other people. True. We have. One, if you murder your wife and dump her body over the Atlantic, pretend to look for her. Right, right. Oh, there's for more or, than two days. Or they'll still get you like fifteen years later. Right. You're uh-huh. never safe. Um, two. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta ask for your lawyer. And then stop human talking. Lawyer. Yeah. Somebody you know that has passed the bar in the state with which you're in. Right. That's that's yeah. You, you certainly yeah. cannot maybe ask just for do it in writing. You know what? Maybe if you're gonna commit crimes, carry a card in your pocket with those words on it. You know, like Trump does when he's trying to be empathetic. Oh right, right, right. right? I hear you. I hear you. I need you. my lawyer. Right. <laughs> Those are the only two phrases you're allowed to say. I hear you, but I need my lawyer. Right. Um, and then three, uh, you know, just roll roll the pole to the side of the, side right, of the road. Don't stick it on your car. Don't stick it on your car in the middle of the day in sunny Florida where it reflects. <laughs> right. Know. Well, not only that, but it was sticking off like 400 feet in each direction. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So like if they, if the key is only so long. <laughs> And then we could also throw in this little bit of just sort of <laughs> personal practical advice while David sits in the chair and cracks. <laughs> just picturing this thousand foot pole on this so big. 15 foot long Kia. Like I don't. Uh, um, yeah. Practical advice. If you parallel park in front of or behind a fire hydrant, don't forget when you're leaving that uh-huh. you had to parallel park behind the fire hydrant because yeah. just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Right. When you get home later on, your husband will ask you what happened to the car. Yeah, it's true. And you'll have to fess up. And then when your kid hits about okay. five, he'll suddenly notice there's a big old dent in the front of the car, and your babysitter will say, I think mm. mommy did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, so since Jordan's not here, before uh-huh. we do shout outs, I do have one tale to tell on her because you Uh-oh. have not heard this story and I think you're going to love it. Oh. So we do the Marco Polo thing, right? uh-huh. the video yes. message. And today I get a message. And it is Tobin and he's sitting on her couch. It's like lunchtime. And so Sophie is apparently dragging her feet eating lunch and they're watching TV. And Tobin says, Mommy, where did baby puppies come out because i know they don't come out of the tummy and then jordan's voice says he asked me but i thought maybe you wanted to answer and then she says tobin we're going to give mom a second to think about it and then i'm sure she'll send you a video message right back (laughs) and video ends oh yeah thanks jordan the reason well it's totally my fault that this conversation came up but Uh i just did not see it biting me in the butt we don't watch commercials here, right? Ever. Mm-hmm. Because we don't right. have cables. So we don't watch commercials. Overrated. Jordan does. And she puts on Nickelodeon. I think it's Nickelodeon. To watch SpongeBob every morning while okay. they're eating breakfast. And so that she can go shower and all that kind of stuff. And um, so there are commercials and they're all for toys. There's this Barbie dog. And it has puppies. And you don't know how many puppies you're going to get oh. until... Until you take its little tail and pump it up and down like one of those like water pumps, right? Uh huh. Yeah, that's how that works. And the puppies fall out of like right under its breastbone (laughs) in the middle of its tummy. Yeah. And then you get one or two or three or four, however many puppies. Right. So you got to pump the tail for that to happen. But what what if you like spun the tail? Would cats come out or something? I don't know. Maybe it would come out the correct part of the anatomy. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, so that is why Tobin needed to know. And I said, well, they don't come out of the tummy. They they actually come out, you know, like closer to where the back legs are. Uh-huh. And the next message is Jordan like cracking up. And uh, Tobin going, you mean like the butt? <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the butt. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to end on sure. that note. <laughs> sure. So thanks, Jordan. <laughs> I guess it could be worse. I didn't, I wasn't asked how the puppies got in the mommy. No. Uh, you know, and. And our son, he's he's five, but he's kind of clever. I know. And he remembers really well. He's going to be thinking about this. He is. And like a week from now. I hope yeah. that he asks his preschool teachers. <laughs> I so hope he asks his preschool teachers loudly in front of the other 11 four and five-year-olds. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'll send a note. He might. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's he's great. Yeah. He's going to be thinking about this. Mm-hmm. He is. It's one of those kinds of kids. Dangerous kind. Yes. Super smart. So, all right. So, I have a shout out to do. I'm, I'm ready. I'm Did ready. Did you have shout anything else while I'm pulling this up? Because my phone is being super slow. Um, no, I, you know, I, I think we've, we've given a lot of advice in this <laughs> evening's podcast. Dangerous advice. Right. Uh, ask for your human lawyer. Right, uh, right. And then say nothing else afterwards. Nope. Um, don't tie a million foot long pole to the top of your car. Nope. Or a two million foot long pole, which and, is really how long it was. And look for your missing wife. And, you know, those are, those are good good things to do. Mm-hmm. And good watch out for fire hydrants. Right. Absolutely. And do not make odd and horrified expressions at the TV when puppies fall out of the puppy or yeah, puppies fall out of the dog's belly. Right. Yeah. No, we'll go with that. 7.30 a.m. All right. So I have a shout out. Marguerite, 
I am so sorry that your shout out follows a story about puppy birth, (laughs) but it does. And that's just the way things go. So Marguerite is our newest Patreon supporter. Yay, yay, yay. Yay, yay. Uh, Marguerite Campbell. And so she has lots of goodies coming her way. Ooh, fantastic. She is going to get her her special secret super surprise digital thing Mm -hmm. probably tomorrow. I can see myself sending it tomorrow. There's there's a distinct possibility I'll get around to it. Um, but she's also getting like, uh, like crime crazy swag and a blooper reel that I've actually completed and plan on clicking send any day now. And <laughs> she's gonna get like it. this whole evening. Yeah, pretty much yeah, this okay. whole episode. Okay, good. Yes. And she also gets like a a special extra episode and. Sorry, I'm choking on, I don't know, air. And um, she gets, I don't remember what else, but she gets lots of cool stuff. Yay, Marguerite. Woohoo! So, thank you very much. And if you want to be cool like Marguerite. Ooh, I do. You do? I do. I feel like you already support me. (laughs) (laughs) But you would go to Patreon and search for Crime Crazy. Or it's actually patreon.com slash crimecrazypod. That's easy to remember. It is easy to remember, especially since all of our social media is Crime Crazy Pod. Like Twitter is at Crime Crazy Pod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you would choose to support us. And we have lots and lots of different cool stuff that we'll send you. And we are cool. And we are cool. Well, not so much me, but m- more you and Jordan. But, you know, me today. Yes. Yeah. I mean, at least today. At I, least today. This is a rare opportunity for me to get to see you being cool. <laughs> Also, I'm leaving that like sound check in where you were pretending to rap. So we'll see how cool they think you are. Yeah, put that right at the end and just be like. No, that's going to be the very first part. That's always how it works. Judge him harshly. That's good. That's good. Um, (laughs) So, Twitter, Instagram, uh, our email address is crimecrazypodcast at gmail.com. Our website is crimecrazypodcast.com. And definitely reach out, leave us a review on iTunes. And don't forget. Never forget. Do you know the rest of it? No, I don't. Because Jordan always oh, says it. I do. I do. Don't forget. Don't be on next week's episode. Yay. Yes. <laughs>